Matthew Barry, you're you're live, by the way. Okay. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. Appreciate you coming on. You're, you're always like, I just started telling everybody how genuine you are. You're like the coolest dude. And when you're uh, as big as you are, you're just going to get like, you know, everyone's going to have haters and stuff like that. But like, it's crazy how you even deal with those people. Like you're seriously the most genuine dude and appreciate you coming on. And sure. uh, happy to. It is, you know, listen, uh, uh, you never like that. I wish there was I wish there was less negativity in the world in general. And obviously, uh, specifically in fantasy sports and specifically towards me, uh, to the extent <laughs> there is any or to the extent there is some. Uh, but having said that, listen, when they when they no longer care about you, like that's when you're dead. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, like, like, you know, no one you don't hate people that don't matter. Right. So, you know, in, in some ways it's a compliment. Yeah. No, I, I hear that. And uh, anyway, just, you know, everybody in here is excited. Um uh, we've got a bunch of people popping in and out. You're on Instagram and Twitter and Twitch and okay. YouTube all at once. So, um, wow. I've got, uh, yeah, I've got uh, IG over here. They've got questions for you. I, I've got questions for you. You came on my show last year and we talked about Drake, which you were right about. I feel like I was wrong, but the dude has so much talent and he was like in the top 10 in touchdowns and yardage for a big part of the year, yet he still wasn't fantasy you know, it wasn't a monster in fantasy, which is the weirdest thing in the world. And then he got hurt and then he came back. Um, I feel well, like there's the truth is, is that they I mean, they just look fantasy success. And Smitty, you know this better than, you know, any of us. Right. But like fantasy success is two things. It's talent. We both agree. Kenyon Drake has talent. It's opportunity. Ken, Kenyon Drake didn't get the opportunity we expected in terms of being a true three down back. Like Chase Edmonds was the third down back. They didn't use Drake, I think, in the way that we expected to. And, and you know, their offense, uh, their offense obviously took a big step forward, but they, the addition of DeAndre Hopkins opened up that offense in a way that they didn't need Kenyon Drake. And, yeah. you know, listen, I, I don't think Kenyon Drake played great this year. I don't think it was terrible, but I don't think, I don't think Kenyon Drake played strong enough where it was just like, we've got to give this guy the ball more. Yeah, it was a it was a tough situation, and and I, man, I, I I felt like every time he carried the ball, I was just like you know, uh, you know, n- nervous that he was going to not get that next carry, or you know, waiting for him to score. Same thing with Clyde. I feel like my two biggest like I landed. We all land stuff. We all miss stuff. You know, I landed DK, Josh Allen, but I I two of my biggest misses, and I don't think it was talent based, but maybe I misjudged the the situation uh, a lot. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Kenyon Drake. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, how do you feel about him walking into 2021 at probably, what, top of the fourth value? Are you are you out, or are you liking the value there if he's sitting at 4.1? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind him as... It, it, let's see what the Chiefs do in the offseason. Let's see how today goes. But honestly, I, I like the idea of him a second year in the offense. Uh, does Damian Williams come back? Do they use him? be interesting to see but certainly the price will be better than it was last year the talent is there the scheme is there and there is certainly an opportunity there for him to be a post-hype sleeper i think a lot of sort of the rookie running backs that disappointed on some level i think 
for a variety of reasons. DeAndre Swift would be one of them. Jonathan Taylor, obviously, he was strong down the stretch, but you know he was it was inconsistent for uh, the first half of the year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think a lot of those guys have big sophomore seasons. Okay. And so that brings me to the next year. Swift. Yeah. A lot of people are, he's been going anywhere between the second and the third round. I always tell people we move the ADP probably more so than any other YouTube channel. Cause we literally mock drafts three or four or five mock drafts every other night. And so we drive, you know, players values up through the roof. CD lamb. We're going to, we're going to turn into like a third round pick before long. Um, so one thing I think you do really well that I would like to commend you on is is your your ability to to, to find those guys that you should pump the brakes on. Like so that's why I, w- I want to pick your brain on more Kenyon Drake like situations heading into 2021. Okay. Jonathan Taylor, he's going in mock drafts we're doing now anywhere from number five overall to number nine, but he he's cementing into the first round in heavy, hardcore mock drafting communities. Like maybe a novice mock draft or people haven't been keeping up. They might draft him or think that's high. But if you're if you're heavy into it, he's getting in, in drafted in that range. How how much are you... St- it, it, do you get that kind of feeling like I'm not going near that like you did with Drake? I mean, that's a wide range. I mean, fifth overall, I, I, I can't imagine touching that. But in, towards the end of the first round, sure. Listen, who's their quarterback? Marlon Mack leaving free agent as we expect him to, you know, is he, you know, so that's, my, or, you know, what do they do in free agency? You know, do they, do they add some depth or is there do they really be part of a committee? Um, so, you know, Jonathan Taylor, even, even as good as he was towards the end, there were still games where you're wait, what is Jordan Wilkins? Doing? You know, and so I'm not, not there in like the, the middle of the first round. In the first round is much more palatable, and I would want to have a, you know, kind of an asterisk because I want to see what the Colts do this offseason. I will say I'm a big Ballard fan. I think it's a really smart general. I think that the Colts will ultimately be, you know, what we uh, – the Colts the Colts will be a one of the better offenses in I'll send it down in the offseason. Sorry. It, it, I keep hearing feedback. I'm hearing I'm myself. Sorry. I don't know we're on so many we're on so many channels or whatever, yeah. but I'm hearing myself talk and so it's just sorry. Uh, disoriented. Uh yeah, with with Instagram and everything, I'm having trouble even putting a head headphones on to even get it to work. So it worked on the last one interview, so I apologize for that. Um All good. Uh two guys people have been shouting out constantly. They want to know your thoughts on um Justin Jefferson, lo- I love him in twenty twenty one. Who who doesn't? Um, not. Is he is he he's going anywhere between fifteen and you know top of the third round? What's the highest you'd take him? Where you start feeling like you just said about Taylor, where you're starting to worry a little bit. Oh, I think it would be tough to put him in the top ten of wide receivers, given how deep it is. Like people are going to draft next year. People will draft Justin Jefferson 
ahead of like Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. And I'm just not there yet. As great as Justin Jefferson was, here's my expectation, right? Is that the Vikings defense has to get better. It, I mean, maybe not, but like my expectation is, is that they still want to be a run first team. They still don't want to get into as many shootouts as they got into. They want to play better defense. Um, there are rumors that Kirk Cousins might be on the move, might be part of this quarterback carousel that we're expecting to see this offseason. Could he be reunited in San Francisco? I know for a fact that Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins and Kirk loves Kyle Shanahan. That's a relationship that goes back to their days in Washington. They're very close, and Kirk was going to go to San Francisco had the Garoppolo trade not landed in their lap, in the Niners' lap. When he hit free agency, he was going to San Francisco to play with Kyle Shanahan. So, and, that, and that's been reported out there. Um, so, in terms of the highest that I would take Justin Jefferson, I think as a wide receiver too. You know, I mean, like, you know, somewhere in that, you know, wide receiver 10 to 20 range. I'm really liking him in the second round. Um, obviously, as late as I can get him. You know, uh, sure. same thing with like AJ Brown. He's climbing into the second round of mocks. Mock drafts are going to get crazy. I know it's so early. A lot of people say, "How can you mock draft right now?" But the people want it, <laughs> so we do it often. Um, J.K. Dobbins is climbing way too high to where I feel like I can't even own him, and I want to own him. But he's going in like the late third round, uh, mid third round, and a lot of early mock drafts. And do you get the feeling? Do, does he feel Drake like to you at that value, where you're like, okay, I like him, but situation's not quite good enough no i mean if you're talking to the third round third you know third round maybe top of the fourth is what you're saying right for dobbins uh, uh he's yeah like mid third mid third yeah i think that's okay because there he's your running back too right i mean unless you like go kelsey and a wide receiver chances are he's your running back too and again he's another one of those guys that you know we talked about deandre swift we think about you know think about cam Akers. he's another one of those guys that i think full year coming in we know he's the guy Right. Mark Ingram isn't going to be back with the team. And, you know, Gus Edwards is a nice complimentary player, but Dobbins is a three down back. And I I would be very high on I'm actually in on J.K. Dobbins next year. Okay, that's good to know. What about uh, C.D. Lamb? How excited are you about C.D. Lamb and where would you draft? Where's the highest you draft C.D. Lamb? (sighs) Really like C.D. Lamb. But again, I think that and I think he's insanely talented. Uh, we expect Dak Prescott to be back with the Cowboys, obviously, but so is so is Cooper, so is uh, so is Michael Gallup, who, who came on. Like, I don't know. Like, C.D. Lamb is one of those guys that I think might go love, absolutely love the talent, but he might be going way too high for me, just because I do think it's going to be sort of a, a crowded offense. I just don't know that we. I don't know that we can honestly. And Zeke was hurt, and. Their offense was such a mess last year and so inconsistent, and Dalton comes in, and then he gets hurt, and then, I don't know. I think it is too hard to base anything for next year on what we saw out of the Cowboys' offense this year. And there, when you think about how deep the wide receiver position is, get C.D. Lamb's talent, and certainly the feeling is there, but I'd be nervous about the floor because I think, you know, Amari Cooper, when it was just him and – if you go back to last, two years ago, and you think about what um, uh, Amari Cooper did two years ago in a red-hot Cowboys offense where it was really just him and Michael Gallup. Uh, Amari Cooper had a handful of games where he was single-digit fantasy points, where he just disappeared. He was a very inconsistent fantasy player two years ago when he was still one of the best wide receivers in the NFL on an explosive offense. So I'm just I'm worried about CeeDee Lamb's consistency 
which at the level where I'm guessing you think he's going to be drafted, I don't necessarily know that that's going to uh, – you're going to get the consistency in terms of fantasy production out of CeeDee Lamb that you're going to need for where he'll likely go in drafts based on sort of the hype and uh, the expectations. Okay, you remember my question I asked you, uh, I think you might remember it, where I said, would you rather have the normal number seven overall in your fantasy draft, or would you rather have the number one and number two overall and no picks until, I think I said, around 10? Or no, did I say round seven? I think round seven. Round seven. seven. It doesn't matter what you said. I got the question wrong, because I said I would rather have picks one or two. But I said, give me Barkley and McCaffrey, which obviously I would have finished last in my league if somebody had offered me that deal. Because honestly, pick seven was that was the sweet spot, right? That right. this year that was like that was Derrick Henry, and that was um, you know that was like in, in some cases like Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara, depending on when you drafted. Because there was a couple of days there towards the start of the year where it looked like Dalvin Cook was gonna uh, was uh, going to hold out. It looked like Alvin Kamara, you know, there was there were concerns about a holdout, and there was concerns about a back injury. There was that whole epidural uh, converse, you know, report, and so there was like two or three days where. Cook and Kamara dropped further than they should, and Henry certainly was going in like the six, seven, eight range in the first round. So that was the sweet spot this year. You know, Aaron Jones also went in that range, and so uh, you know, pretty much every running back up till then. Would you do it again though? Would you would you take that deal now? Uh, you know what? I don't think I would. I don't think I would. And and COVID and all the injuries we had, like it makes sense to not want to go that route. You know what I like? Uh, I don't know if you change your answer. Would you rather have four second round picks and no picks to round seven or regular seven overall? Because then that's kind of going the opposite direction in your stack. Um, So in essence, basically, um, so all I'm doing is trading rounds. uh, Yeah, I would absolutely do that. So I don't get a first round. In that scenario, I don't get a first round pick. right? Right. Right. I just get I get four second round picks. Right. So in essence, the, so then the, like you're thinking about like four second round picks in exchange for a one, a a five, six, and seven. Yeah. Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. What? How far would you dial that back? If I said no picks to around ten, are you still all in because of this consistency you get on on those four? Because I I'm a big draft pick trader. I do a lot of draft pick trading videos and stuff. And and I I've weaseled my way into a five four uh, second rounders and literally lost all my depth. And you in caution for everybody that's going to do this, you end up kind of burning yourself in terms of doing any more trading because people just don't want to trade. You're disrupting the league. Um, but but right. would you take no picks? I guess round ten on to have four first rounders or four second rounders. Sorry. I think it depends on the size of the league and candidly who's in the league, right? You know, yeah. so like. Uh, you know, my is it is it a ten team league? Sure, I can do that. You know, but like, yeah. is it a is it a twelve or fourteen team league? And is it one of these expert leagues where it's you know, you know, everyone else in there is like super crazy sharp, and you're not getting any sleepers by anyone? Then probably not. Um, a lot of people ask. The about reason Herbert. to do that is that you think you'll have a significant advantage, and I'm not convinced you have a significant enough advantage if you go that far down. Yeah, I hear you. Um, Justin Herbert, how good can he be in a sec in the second year? Could he be top three fantasy wise to you? Is, is he somebody that you know you you pump the brakes on because the hype's getting pretty crazy? No, I, I wouldn't pump the brakes on it. I mean, I think top three is aggressive because you think about like, well, who does he knock off? Right. Whenever mm-hmm. you say stuff like that, 
you're like, okay, well, what is he, who does he knock off, right? Because right? you got Mahomes, you got Josh Allen, you got Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, does Lamar Jackson have a bounce back? You certainly think Baltimore is going to get him some more receiving help, whether it's, it's a deep wide receiver class. I mean, it's a deep wide receiver free agent class. So, you know, you've got Galladay and Allen Robinson and, and Will Fuller. And, you know, there's a lot of guys out there. You know, what happens with Sean Watson? So there's a there's a lot of names that have to come off, you know, that, that potentially could be in that top three conversation, Yeah. Um, you know, for for Herbert to get there. But am I, do I believe in, in Justin Herbert? I do. Do I think the hype is too crazy? I don't. I think he's a special guy. And more importantly, I think that's an offense that, you know, he's got a lot of weapons to play with, which is exciting, right? Now, Hunter Henry's a free agent. We'll see what happens there. But uh, don't discount coming into the season knowing sort of you're the guy. Now, obviously, defenses are going to have time to scheme and, and realize what he is. I mean, that's, that happened somewhat on Lamar Jackson yeah. this year. I mean, Lamar Jackson was still great, but people – uh, you know, defense coordinators, everyone that had Baltimore this year on their list, the defense coordinators like spent time and like, how do we stop Lamar Jackson? And he certainly obviously was not nearly as dominant this year as he was Took in 2019 while. during his MVP season. So you've got all those guys. Plus you've got Dak coming back. We, you've got, um, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford now in LA. I mean, listen, J- Jared Goff and we, we all think someone, uh, we all think Stafford is a significant upgrade on Goff, or at least an upgrade. We can argue about whether it's significant or not, but it's certainly an upgrade. Mm-hmm. I think everyone agrees on that. I mean, you know, since Sean McVay took over, Rams are fifth in pass attempts. Uh, I'm sorry, fifth in passing yards and eighth in pass attempts since 2017. Yeah. You know, so Matthew Stafford's going to th- throw in a better offense, a more efficient offense with a better offensive coach. You know, so I think Stafford's in that mix. Does Brady come back? And uh, we didn't even get to. Um, Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts is going to be this year's Lamar Jackson. I like I heard him a it lot. here for Smitty. You, yeah, he's going to be this year's. I, I just posted a graphic on my Instagram, and I'll um, I'll post it on Twitter as well. But basically, if you compare uh, the last four games of Lamar Jackson's rookie year, not as you know, and then he obviously twenty nineteen. That was twenty eighteen. Last four games of his rookie year, twenty eighteen. And then you compare him with the four games that Jalen Hurts started as a rookie in 2020. The numbers are very similar. Yeah, I, I was. So, I, I love Hurts, and and I think the Eagles, if they do the right things, and they they are, they got rid of Peterson. I think who, I think it was a good move. I think they'll use Miles Sanders more now because of that. But and everyone's saying that they were going to probably lean to Wentz now that Peterson's gone. Obviously, they still want Hurts to to command that offense, and I think that if they're smart, let's say they drafted Devonta Smith which everyone says won't happen, but everyone said that Peterson wouldn't get fired either. Uh, this could be the Buffalo Bills, you know, this year's version of the next year's version of this year's Buffalo Bills. I think they definitely could be that team that like in one, one and a half years is really, really turning heads. And um, I, I like Jalen Hurts a lot and people not giving him a shot. That's the same thing we heard out of people doubting Josh Allen. You know, after his rookie year, he can only run. He's one dimensional. Hertz didn't even get a shot to prepare. Imagine if he gets a full offseason. So with, I, uh, I, I agree with you. Yeah, with a, you know, with, by the way, with a lot of, you know, Zach Hertz wasn't 100% healthy and wasn't, you know, I mean, like they didn't have a lot there in terms of their offense, in terms of healthy guys out there. And Doug Peterson, there's questions about his future. And it just obviously it was just a, 
dysfunctional franchise. And so Jalen Hurts still came in and put up fantasy points. So, yeah, I posted when the report from Schefter came out that, you know, Carson Wentz is likely on the move. I tweeted something like, while we wait to see where Wentz lands, keep in mind, Jalen Hurts is going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback next year. And I can't tell you how much pushback I got from people Uh, saying, like, "Mm, I don't think so. LOL, no, and no way, and what are you smoking, and all those typical responses. And I'm like, what are you – I don't know, man. Like, I think the guy's a baller, and obviously the like, rushing ability, uh, you know, elevates his fantasy potential. And yeah, I mean, I, I give me all the Jalen Hurts next year, especially if he's it, his, if he's not going to be drafting aside the top ten. Imagine if they draft Kyle Pitts, who I like a lot. Do yeah. you like Kyle Pitts? He's going to be yeah, sure. I mean, uh, really interesting to see where Ertz goes. I think you know we all sort of think that Ertz is going to be moving on, and so you know, uh, do they bring him on to to work with Goddard? You know, but yeah, certainly Pitts is really interesting. And uh, last question: I know you're busy. You got Super Bowl stuff to prepare for. Who's the best fantasy manager in your uh, Avengers league? Like, who is by far the best, knowledgeable, most knowledgeable fantasy guy? Aside from yourself, uh, that that you think could contend with you and not just you know make random picks. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of them. I mean, there's I mean, you know, it's hard to pick just one. I will say that um, uh, Chris Evans. Is uh, is a really sharp fantasy player. Chris Pratt, who is our champion this year, did a really nice job. And Paul Rudd is a hardcore fantasy player too. So those would be my um, those would probably be my top three picks. Would be uh, Evans, Pratt, and Rudd. But it's a very competitive league. Ryan Reynolds, the last two years, has put together really strong teams as well. Joe Russo absolutely knows what he's doing in a big way. Simu Liu, who I didn't know this year, um, he's the up- the star of the upcoming Shang Chi. He had a really strong year as well, and so um, it's a competitive league. It's actually like they all play, and it's they're great. into it. Do they it's give you a hard cool. time? Like, oh, the expert, you know, we're going to take you down? <laughs> definitely, they definitely, they definitely uh, give me a lot of grief in the chat room That's uh, during the draft, that's for sure. Yeah, it probably feels like a, bu- a real buddy league where you're, you play with your buddies still that you've done in leagues with, and they're like, oh, Mr. Barry, you know, they, 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 can't, they can't give it to you. They can't give you the props. <laughs> well, the bigger challenge is that you can't trade with anyone because, like, you try to offer a trade, and they're just like, "Oh, what is? What do you know? What does the expert know? What does the insider know?" And you're just like, right. "Can we just can we just trade? Like, you've got tight end surplus. You need a wide receiver. <laughs> I've got a good wide receiver. Can we just get this done?" And like, nah, you know. okay, leave so, us with. Uh, aside from Hertz, this is the last question. Leave us with one other player that's a must-have in 2021, and then you can drop the mic on out of here. A must-have in 2021. Um, Antonio Gibson. Right, you know, nice. The Washington football team. Like, you know, just obviously a very impressive year, and he's only going to get better within that offense. And I know they love his skill set and his versatility. And so, uh, you know, I think things are finally heading in the right direction for Washington. So I'll give yeah. some love to my uh, Washington professional football team. Go go, Heineke. Let's get him, let's get him locked up. <laughs> there you go. Okay, thank you, Matthew Berry. Everybody, go follow all Matthew right. Berry on all of his platforms. Really appreciate you, man. You're, you do, you're the goat. Everybody agrees. I appreciate it. Take care. Good luck. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Yep. Bye. That is the goat, the man, the myth, the legend, Matthew Berry. Um, he's always such a cool dude. So definitely go give him a follow. Give him a lo- some love. Spread some love for Matthew Berry. Um, awesome dude. Yeah. That wa- that 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 Washington pick was very very. Um, you know, hometown-ish, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I love Gibson. 
um, at the right value. I worry, like I answered that question for state of mind. State of mind, you still in here? Um, I answered that question for state of mind when he asked me which one, which player of James Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, and Antonio Gibson do I worry the most about? And I couldn't really answer him because Gibson's getting drafted in that third round range where the the risk is very low. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. 